Hey, are you aware that debt collectors use abusive emotional tactics to extort money from you? Yeah, I figured you knew. But let me give you the definition of extortion. I think we need to have some enlightenment here. But I'm going to read it to you. I have lots of notes today and I... I deliberately brought my notes because we have a lot to cover and I didn't want to miss very important points. Okay, so the definition of extortion. Extortion is the practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force or threats. Let me say it again. Extortion is the practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force or threat. But hold on a minute. I really need you to focus on the key terms in this definition. There's three of them. One, practice. Two, force. And three, threats. This is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Debt Collector, suedbythedebtcollector.com. If you have been sued by the debt collector and you need help, but you don't know where to begin, make sure to visit us at suedbythedebtcollector.com. We are an excellent source. When an attorney is not in your budget, we got you. So make sure you visit us at suedbythedebtcollector.com. Okay. And um, I want to thank everybody for being here. There's a two more things we need to cover please you finding value in this episode please make sure you like subscribe follow us so that we can grow grow the channel and two i need you to stay to the end because this is kind of a a three four part thing all rolled up in one so it's packed with nuggets so make sure you stay to the end okay but smash that follow button okay all right now that we got the housekeeping out of the way, um, let's go back and let's break down extortion once again. Extortion is the practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force and threats. Okay, first and foremost, practice. What is practice? Practice is when you perform a skill repeatedly. I'm reading because I got a lot to read. When you perform a skill repeatedly in order to maintain efficiency when you repeat or perform a skill repeatedly in order to maintain proficiency what is proficiency proficiency is a high degree of competence okay you practice the skill set to maintain a high degree of competence okay a simple example of this is the piano piano okay how do you get beat better when you play the piano you have to practice every day and it makes you more competent really super simple um okay so here's the thing debt collectors understand the psychology of emotions okay they know how to manipulate you and how to coerce you into doing what they what they want you to do okay and the way that they do this is they master they practice the skill set of manip manipulation and deception as it relates to the emotional abusive tactics. 
Okay. So every time they call you, they're practicing this skill set to maintain a high competency, high degree of competency. Okay. When they send a letter out that says, hey, we're going to send you to legal, they're practicing their skill set. They're trying to evoke emotion out of you. Um, when they file a lawsuit and they serve you with this lawsuit, they're practicing their skill set to evoke emotion from you. Right? So, what do they do? They practice. And so just imagine how many people are being sued by the debt collector and they're practicing this skill set on. Okay? There's a reason why they win 9 out of 10 cases on consumers that don't respond to their lawsuits. It's because of their abusive emotional tactics. That's how they extort money from you. They get you to do what they want you to do. Okay? Now, force. Term two. What is force? Force is to make someone do something against their will. Force. They make someone do something against their will. Okay? A good example of this is when um, they get a default judgment against you, okay? They're doing, they're forcing you to do something against your will. How? Well, if they get a default judgment on you, all of a sudden, they can garnish your wages. They're forcing you to give up your income against your will. Or they are um, able to seize your bank account. They're able to take your bank account away from you. They're forcing you to give up any savings or whatever you have in your bank account against your will. It's they're forcing you through this judgment. Or when they put a property lien on your property and let's say, okay, you have some plumbing issues and you need to refinance so that you can um, get your property taken care of. But they put a lien on your property because they got a default judgment against you and now you can't refinance your home unless you pay them their claim from the default judgment. They're forcing you to take it out of the equity of your home or you don't get to refinance your house. Hmm. Term number three threats. Okay. Extortion is the practice of obtaining something, especially money through force or threats. Threats. Okay. Statements of an intention to inflict pain, injury, or damage or other hostile action. Read it again. Statements of an intention to inflict pain, injury, damage, or other hostile actions, okay? So good examples of this are when, when they send you a notification, they say, well, if you don't take the settlement, you know, or if you don't pay us X, Y, Z, then it may be required for us to take legal action. That's a threat, right? Um, also, when they tell you that they're gonna get a judgment against you, and they haven't even gone through the process. So a good example of that is um, 
one time I was um, trying to work out one of my situations and the person that I had on the phone, he was aggressive. He was abusive. He was trying to um, overtalk me. And I told him, look, I don't have it right now. I am working on this. And he said, well, you've been working on this since September. You know, it's the beginning of the year, maybe three months later. Okay. The misunderstanding that he might have had is that my catastrophic event, what I'm going through, I'm not done growing through it. So I don't have additional resources at that time. And so what does he say? Well, you know, I'm going to recommend to go to legal threat one. Okay. And they're going to get a judgment against you. Okay. Well, here's where he went wrong. I asked him, excuse me. I asked him what the process was and what he told me was, oh, well, I'm not sure what the process was, but when he decided to get huffy and say that he was going to recommend legal to me when he made that threat and said that he's going to get a judgment against me, well, I kind of clapped back a little bit and I said, um, okay, but they can't file a judgment until they file a lawsuit. So you're saying they're going to, they're going to file a lawsuit and he couldn't answer the question. He began to back down. So he's like this guy right here. So, um, that's an example of some threats that we've got going on. Um, I want to tell you this. I was going to save this for later, but I feel like this is really important right now. The person that, oh no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. So now let me go into the second part of this, the emotional tactics. Okay. What type of emotional tactics do they use against you? Okay, um, they use fear tactics. One, right? Um, fear tactics that they're going to file legal action against you, that they're going to garnish your wages, or they're going to, you know, put liens on your property or, you know, seize your bank account. Okay, threaten to take you to court, file a lawsuit against you, pursue the lawsuit. They put you in a place of intimidation. Okay, fear tactics. They also use shaming and guilt tripping. And I, I kind of put these two together because um, when they use the shaming tactic, um, what they intend to do is embarrass you as a consumer, um, make you uh, feel like you're irresponsible or you're untrustworthy. And that's not the case. It's not that you're irresponsible. It's not that you're untrustworthy, but they want to make you ashamed of your situation. And then they want to guilt trip you like he tried to guilt trip me. Well, you've been saying that, you know, you're working on this since September. Yeah, I have. And my response to him was, and why? It's because I still hadn't had the resources in order to resolve my situation. And so he attempted to shame me, to embarrass me, to make me feel like I was irresponsible. But guess what? It's not irresponsibility. Life happened. That's it. Nobody has the right to condemn you. Okay? If you're working on your situation, if you're trying to fix things, you know, you don't let anybody condemn you. 
make you feel guilty or embarrassed for being irresponsible. Life happened to you. Now you just got to put your life back together, right? Um, empathy. I chose this one because um, debt collectors may use empathy, but I really want you to understand where this, how this empathy works. Typically, empathy comes from the original creditor, not the debt collector. Um, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but let me say it again. On the original creditor, if they're the ones that are contacting you and trying to work with you in your situation, they are not considered debt collectors for all intent and purposes. They are just collecting on their own debts. Okay. And those are the ones that will, you know, probably offer you a hardship um, program or something to help you get on your feet or, you know, set you up with a payment plan that will actually resolve the debt. Okay. So those, those, the original creditor are more likely to um, have a real empathetic eye for you. Okay. Now the debt collector, their motivation is not empathy. They are not your friend. Their motivation is, and we're talking about like debt buyers, their motivation is to get you to agree to pay them something because once you pay them something, it resets your statute of limitations. So buyer beware. If the people that are suing you or trying to extort money from you if they are not your original creditors, then be mindful about paying them anything until they can prove what they need to prove, until they can prove their claims that they put in the lawsuit. Okay? That's really, really important. All right. So, manipulation. They're going to have misleading or incomplete information to coerce you. A good example of this is when these debt buyers get people to enter into an agreement or a payment and they misrepresent themselves as the original creditor, like they actually loaned you the money, okay, or um, they gave you the credit card, you know, they backed the credit card, okay, that's some manipulation because they did not, okay, so you really want to be mindful of that. Um, alrighty, um, now let's talk about how these tactics impact you. I'm at another part. <laughs> um, emotional abuse can have serious effects on you individually and physically, okay? Um, it can cause you to have low self-esteem. A lot of times these debt collectors, they come at you through like all of those tactics that we just talked about and they try to make you feel worthless um, and that you're undeserving of respect and they want to give you a negative image. Okay, so they want to make sure that your head is hanging low so that they can manipulate you coerce you and extort money from you through force and their threats okay so they're going to attack your your self-esteem 
all right? Um, another way that um, these abusive emotional tactics affect you is they in, inflict um, such things as uh, depression and anxiety. More than likely, if you're in this situation, um, you've gone through, I say this all the time, if you've gone through some type of catastrophic event, you may not be done going through this event. And with them talking to you in an abusive manner, what ends up happening is they want to make you feel worthless and, you know, it's going to bring on depression and, and anxiety. And, you know, they definitely bring anxiety, you know, especially if you're, you're already going through something. Okay. My guy whose daughter ended up passing away and they, they said, oh, we'll just pursue the lawsuit. You think he wasn't depressed? You think that them saying, oh, we'll just pursue the lawsuit. You think that didn't give him anxiety? He lost his baby. Okay, this is how they inflict pain and injury and damage and hostile actions. Hmm. Okay, um, they want you to be in a position of self-blame and self-doubt. You know, you're not good enough. Um, you're deserving of this abuse. Oh, this is all my fault. I did have this bill. Yeah. And so life happened. You've got to prioritize the things that happened through the process. You don't need to blame yourself. Oh my gosh. It just, it just gets under my skin. Um, PTSD. I had PTSD. Post-traumatic syndrome disorder. Ended up with flashbacks. Oh my gosh. Typically, if you're having some type of experience, again, you may not be done going through what you're going through. So you cannot internalize all of this. Okay, substance abuse. We all know and perhaps have used some type of substance in order to cope in our situations. Could be drugs, could be alcohol. But at the end of the day, we really need to be mindful of this, okay? Because you don't wanna put yourself in a position where you create a bigger issue to, to the things that you're already dealing with. All right. I actually, I had a passenger this week and um, I picked her up and she was a recovering addict and um, she had had some childhood trauma, whatever. And she was having some flashbacks and PTSD or whatever. And she admitted that, you know, she uses alcohol to cope while she's going through her recovery with drugs. So um, physical health problems, heart palpitations. Your heart, your heart could be racing, high blood pressure, stress, okay, headaches, migraines, be aware, stiff neck, be aware of all of these things because these are things that they deliberately try to inflict upon you. They want you to suffer. They want you to hurt so that they can extort money from you. So... What do we do about this? 
How do you protect yourself? Well, right off the top, I'm going to say this. You have to forgive yourself. If you don't forgive yourself, then nobody else is going to be able to forgive you. And you won't be able to work through your situations effectively because you'll be harboring guilt and stress and embarrassment. So you've got to forgive yourself. If you can forgive yourself, nobody else has the right to condemn you about anything. Life happened. That's it. Um, you got to practice self-care. What does self-care look like? Self-care looks like um, making yourself a priority. Trying to get proper sleep. Um, exercising. Meditating on, on good things. Thinking good thoughts. Journaling. Journaling is really a great, great, great way to release a lot of things. Um, for me, I couldn't remember anyway, you know, because I had a traumatic brain injury. And so I, I had to write everything down. But it actually was so beneficial because it put me in the place today where I was able to take the things that I had written down. And I was able to create um, a program that now helps all of you, that helps you get through the process. I did the heavy lifting, so you don't, don't even have to recreate the wheel. So it was really valuable for me. Um, go for a walk, okay? Now, seek support. This is another good one. You've got to seek support. Support, sued by the debt collector. We are support. Other people that have gone through what you've gone through, they are support, you know, go watch some videos online. You know, just find some answers because you are not alone. You're not alone. We've been through this. I've been through this. Our community, they've been through this. Okay. But one of the really important things is you have to set boundaries. Okay. Setting boundaries for negative talk. These debt collectors are using abusive emotional tactics in an effort to manipulate you mentally so that you feel bad about yourself. That's, that's not okay. We don't do that. Okay? So you have to set boundaries. And the moment they start with that negative talk, you got to put it in check. If that means that, you know what? I'm sorry, sir. This is not a good time for me. I've got to go. I'll talk to you another time. Or, you know, call them on the carpet, um, just like I did. Oh, they're going to get a judgment against you. Oh, so you're saying that they have to file a lawsuit first. Oh, well, I don't know the process. Oh, you don't know the process. However, you're um, making these threats that you're uncertain of how it works. Call them on the carpet. You know, I'm not scared of that collector. I'm not scared. <laughs> Check out the videos that um, the episode where I talk about why the debt collector hates me. <laughs> um, focus on your goals. You got to set them first. Okay. So now you've been through your catastrophic event. Okay. Now you're in the place where you're healing and trying to get to the other side. But now life has happened and things have fallen apart a little bit. Your finances are, are challenged. Okay. So get a piece of paper. Write down 10 things that you'd like to see happen. And then one by one, just start to whittle away at them. No condemnation, no pressure. These are the things that you have to do. 
and you'll get you'll get there you'll get to them okay but these are just knowing this is what needs to happen okay so set your goals um, let's see what else um, practice mindfulness mind mindfulness um, deep breathing that relieves stress okay that relieves anxiety okay we you know you want to minimize those heart palpitations and your heart racing take some deep breaths all right and so it's important to realize that emotional abuse is equally as bad as physical abuse or or greater okay understand that it's a process to heal from though okay so be kind to yourself be compassionate with yourself allow yourself to heal and overcome the emotional effects of these debt collectors but there's one thing give me a second gotta look at my notes there's one thing i just wanted to share um, before we go ahead and end this episode and I'm just gonna read it to you I have had so many notes you guys it is important to note that while debt collectors may use emotional abusive emotional tactics you have legal rights and protections under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act the FDCPA you have legal rights and protections under the FDCPA, okay? And if you feel that a debt collector has violated your rights or engaged in abusive or harassing behavior, you can file a complaint with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or consult a consumer rights attorney. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to add that in there is because I, I don't want you to think that there's no help for you. There absolutely is help for you. And there is an out for you. Okay, so I just kind of wanted to touch bases on that. This is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Deck Collector, suedbythedeckcollector.com. Please visit us and reach out to us if you have any questions, concerns. If you need a case evaluation, um, you can um, text us, consult at 877-505-0618. I think that's the text number. Anyway, it's, it's on the website. I'll put it in the description box. I want to make sure that you get it properly. And if you do need help because you are pressed by time and you've been sued by the debt collector and an attorney is not in your budget, we've got you. And make sure you reach out to us um, on our website and we can get you started and get you moving so that you don't end up with judgments as well. Again, thank you so much for staying to the end. If you haven't done so yet, please follow us and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. God bless.